0: Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is November 30th. This is episode 131. This will pause the beautiful city music. All right, my friends, Wednesday again. Hopefully you guys are having a great week so far. We have some interesting developments coming into the market space as of today. S&P closing at new local highs hasn't beat over the obviously the 4100 level yet or the 4200 level yet. So we've still got mud and snow in the way of pushing ourselves through this resistance zone, but we're well on our way into trying to break. Out of said bearish divergence and rejecting off of this resistance again, as we know, this is the fourth touch of this zone. This really is uh, make or break territory. So we'll come back to this very interesting chart to be looking at right now, seeing what's potential for us to come coming back over here to Bitcoin and ETH. We've been taking off exactly as predicted the last couple of days, covering back into around twelve eighty and. Bitcoin 17K, we're looking at potentially turning that daily back up, uh, invalidating the invalidation that we had over the weekend and Monday, so very exciting stuff potentially coming in the next day or two. As we talked about on Friday, as on Monday, we were looking for that higher low into the $16,000 region. We have since hit that level, changed market structure, bounced and now are sitting at $1,000 higher. That's the reality of the situation. The money flow continues to build up here. There was potentially divergence, but never confirmed, and or yet confirmed. So we still have potential to turn this thing back down, but it's looking less and less unlikely at this point in time. Our 16-hour did triple confirm back up yesterday, bouncing in that 618 level, at least on Bitcoin, daily is right behind it potentially by today's close. This was a very strong daily push so far. Everything between yesterday and today. So we're looking quite nice in this region. We've got our divergence. We've got our convergence. We've got our re-triple confirmation setup potentially coming in the next day or two. Um, We're looking quite healthy here for a bounce into those previous levels. I still think that ETH could rip up towards 1,400. And or the 0.5 level at around 1500, Bitcoin is going to have some trouble at around 17.9, and or all the way up to around 18,800, 19k. That's going to be the key level for the short terms that we need to get through. We probably are going to hit it. We're probably going to have some issue there. Maybe reject for a more midterm higher low. Some sort of something within our eight hour, twelve hour format potentially. Back towards maybe seventeen five hundred or something in that in that manner, right? But we are looking quite good here. The fact that we have market structure on our side, in those midterms uh, as well as the six one eight level on most of our midterms as well, twelve hour, sixteen hour daily, all hitting in the same spot, tells me that we're in pretty good shape. We still do have a three day bullish divergence potentially setting up here, not confirmed yet but is on all our time frames. We can see it's showing up on Money Flow, Liberator, and Wolfpack. So it is one of the strongest divergence signals that we can see. It's on a very strong time frame. And when we make our way to the week, we can see that potentially setting itself up for a weekly as well, again, as we've already had it. But again, this is not all three, right? These divergences are only showing up on Wolfpack did not show up in Liberator, did not show up in Money Flow. We just had lower lows. Now, it's a little hard to tell, but clearly higher low, higher low, higher low. So that's what we're looking for here. We need to see the complete turnaround again. Weekly needs to invalidate the invalidation here. If we're going to be completely out and, you know, out of the mud, essentially we did TC down on last week's close, and we need to see the retrieval confirmation back to the upside. For a third invalidation, this buy TC invalidated with this TC down here. Now, if we can invalidate it again, meaning we just have to close above 16,200 on a weekly candle close and TC up. So, was that dump the whole thing? Is it going to turn itself back down before it has a chance to turn itself up? These are things we need to ask ourselves. For now, we are turning up. We are seeing that within our midterm that it is starting to play out the short term as we spoke about. The four hour made its higher low. It started to charge up. Now the midterm is doing the exact same thing. We're just going into TC's. We've just gotten triple confirmations on these charts. So lots of stuff to think about. Again, non-financial advice or anything like that. But if you do look at the trades channel, this is exactly what we were talking about. We wanted to see this price come down. We were up in in here, sixteen five hundred. We wanted it to come back towards sixteen K. Maybe fifteen eight hundred. We never got that. It did come into sixteen hundred or sixteen thousand though. Perfectly. And has since bounced and has since started going up. That was the converging wave we wanted to see. We've hit it. We've gotten it. We got it on ETH. As I explained on ETH, unfortunately, we came up an extra $30, $40 than from where we were expecting to top out. And so the price of where we bottomed out was about $30 to $40 higher than where we were expecting. It's all relative, you know. If I'm saying we're stopping at $1,200 and then we're falling to $1,140, but then we go to $1,220, we're probably only going to $1,160, right? The percentages are usually the same. It's just a matter of where you actually end up topping out and then coming back from. So again, you know, you still had a great opportunity under $1,200 to scoop up a little bit of ETH for a potential starting position. Now that daily is potentially turning itself back up, TC, obviously ETH was already still TC'd up on daily. So that was a very clear signal. As far as Bitcoin goes, we're still waiting for another day. To see full confirmation, you've had the 16-hour candle close though already TC, so potentially good enough to be adding to the full 3% entry. But you know, again, daily as far as the standard metric goes, has not TC'd yet. We still have two and a half hours before we get the full confirmation. Now, what do you do when that happens? You always come back to your short, shorter-term timeframes. What is the hourly and the four-hour doing now? Well, we've been pumping for. Two days straight, so it's probably pretty reasonable to say that we might get some sort of back push in these shorter terms. The hourly may see some sort of bearish divergence. It's somewhat setting up here. We've got higher highs. We don't have higher highs yet on our oscillators, so potentially we get pushed back. It could be all the way to the market structure. It could be back to the three eight two only, which really isn't falling at all, and then continue. And the higher time frames may pull us you know, into the uptrend, essentially, not letting these smaller term timeframes reset themselves. That's usually what happens, but we're building a rounded off bottom here. That means that we can, you know, continue dipping down higher lows the whole way around is fine. And it may just end up taking itself and taking off. That's a possibility too, that we start to build the BART and take a jump into the next level of resistance which is sitting closer to $18,000. So being aware of that, we should already be in positions. If we get the full daily confirmation, you're looking for better entries, but if you don't see opportunity within the shorter timeframes, then that is the time to be jumping in or adding to that said position. All right. So let's take a little quick look at USDD, uh, USDT dominance, obviously continuing to see rejection on the daily as well. Correlating data with what we've been talking about with the BTC and ETH price pumping. The only thing that I see here potentially that's bad for us continuing up is that we're potentially forming out some sort of bull flag, some sort of flag formation, which could end up pumping us to the upside, right? Depending how it plays out, it may end up breaking and cracking down as well. It's only a short term, midterm type of bull flag we head up to our more higher-term midterms, we can see bearish divergence going on between these tops. Higher highs, lower highs, lower highs, lower highs. So overall, I don't know if that shorter-term flag is going to actually play out, and instead probably the more likely thing here is to see it actually reject and start pushing lower. We've got kind of a squeezing type of momentum, maybe some sort of rising wedge overall. And we're definitely closer to resistance than we are to support. Um, so this falling would indicate that, you know, the USDT dominance is falling, meaning that people are buying back Bitcoin. They're caving in. They're selling their USDT and getting back into cryptos. Total three, when we head over here. Again, we've been talking about this level of significant support for what feels like for a year straight. We continue to come back to it. We've hit it again back in, in just, just a week and two weeks ago, riding down at this level. We're still holding, we're still bouncing. When we move up to our three day, we can see again very clear bullish divergence going on on these lows, right? You've got higher lows, higher lows, higher lows, and lower lows lower lows on price action normally always a bullish thing and again the fact that we're on major key level support at the same time as building those divergences on a significant time frame is a very strong bullish type of indicator it may not be for the overall to break out of this pattern but at least to retest the midline or even back into resistance levels that were previous support trend levels you know, that's a possibility, or maybe even all the way into the top resistance key level, right? We have two or three touches now, depending how you see it, in this bottom, where we only have one overall touch of the top, right? So three touches of support validates it as a very important support. We don't really have a second touch yet of resistance. So it would make sense. That's about 100%, maybe even actually a little bit more than 100% on the total three meaning that most altcoins would potentially be looking for about 100% plus pump over the next, let's say, shoot us into, I'd say six months. Six months or so if this continues to turn around here and if this turns into a more midterm bullish type of setup, midterm macro. The weekly, obviously, money flow, still very deep into the red, right? We But this is the start of the turnaround, if this is going to turn around in this region. So, just things to keep in mind. Looking at the overall, it's important. DXY and US-10, you know, they're starting to look like they're trying to turn back up and find some resistance of the bears here. The bulls basically potentially coming back in, but at the same time, you know, starting to continue to build this rising wedge, at least on USD, uh, or sorry, the 10-year bond yields. And when we look at Dixie, pretty clear that we've, you know, broken out of that said bull flag, broken below the key level of resistance what could have been support but continued to be resistance and potentially what we're looking at here is a retest as I've got it drawn of said resistance come back up into potentially 108, 107 reject is going to dump us lower. It's also going to form some sort of head And shoulders potentially, which would then lead us into the next part of the move, leading us back to. Let me zoom out a little bit farther. The major level, what was resistance? You know, we've broken above it pretty hard. We hit a very key level resistance zone of both the channel and both of looking at previous levels. And it's exactly what we were looking for. We were looking to hit this zone, project, and then hopefully come back into our. Major level, I guess I have to go out to a monthly here to get a better idea of the whole thing. Hopefully, back into that ninety-seven level now, but that could be looking at some sort of retest of support. If we if we break back below it, we're in big poo poo, right? This could lead itself all the way back down to the bottom, but that's to be seen. For now, we're looking for that level to hit, potentially be a retest, hold support of what was resistance. And continue taking off from there. Essentially, you know, we've got again, same setup here bullish divergences across a much longer period of time. Each time that this thing has come lower, we've seen bullish divergence. This is going back into 1978. Potentially, this could be the higher low, the converging wave overall. If we continue to round off in this region, this could be the converging wave for these divergences. Which, you know, not great overall. This is what we were looking for from the get-go. Now you take it, you fractal it, you essentially shrink this pattern. Let's just draw it out again and then pick up from there. Possibly some sort of something in this scenario. This puts us, you know, this is a very long time coming. We are looking at a monthly chart right now. So if we continue to turn down, we can see that we're clearly rejecting off of a monthly, on a monthly time frame. There is some signs of potential bearish divergence as well. It's just not as clear. It's very, you can see it's very close. Very close. Very freaking close. Like it's just, it's it's pins and needles. You know, this low, this high is microns smaller, but it doesn't matter. It's, this is, this is essentially like a, it's just not very clear for the average person that there's hidden bearish divergence here or normal, normal bearish divergence. So just something to keep in mind. Again, we've seen this level reject off money flow three times already in the last mm, seven years, six years, and then continually rejecting off of this level prior as well. If you were to draw a line across the board. Um, so it's, it's been a confluent zone of resistance on the money flow. We're seeing that turnaround start to happen on Wolfpack, on price action, not yet on Money Flow, because obviously it takes, takes a lot more time on Money Flow to actually flip over. But I would say in the next month or two, obviously we have a monthly close coming up today. We're going to see where we open. Right now, as far as the Ashi, this is still up at 109, meaning that our candle is going to open down here at 106. It's going to be a nice, chunky, fat red candle. And as long as we maintain that over the course of the month, we don't just blip this thing back up and and start blasting through, uh, which I don't see happening because, again, we can go into our more short term macros, the two week, the weekly, and see that it's just breaking into the cell pressure into the wolf pack into the red. The money flow overall is still in green, but on its way down, pointing down confirmed red dot confirmed wolf pack as of this week in two days. That's the two-week. Weekly's already been tc down for a matter of weeks. You can say they hit back here on the beginning of November. So, some things to keep in mind, some things to look at, important details to be paying attention to. And overall, I think that this is a time to be, you know, obviously aware of the situation and being careful of what's going on. But at the same time, this may be a huge opportunity for us finally in the space not guaranteeing anything at this point just being aware of it i think that's what's important here this is potential to turn into something much better just as we spoke about you know when we were topping out at at sixty-eight thousand, at 5000 eth right we knew that we had that bearish divergence going on clear as day right in our face we got the converging wave we've since pooped and it's the same thing to the upside It's just, it's going to take more time in the macro to play out, at least on Bitcoin in the midterm, short term. We have our divergence, our convergence. It's all confirmed. And we've been since moving up. Now we need to push this into something a little more significant. So, what does that mean? Oh, it means that in the midterm, we have divergence. We need to come up. We need to create convergence for the midterm and then take the next step up and then do the same thing. For the macro, and it just it, it continues to work through the waves of the fractals of the time frames, and hopefully that just continues. So, yes, Pio, I know, is hiding around in the background. If he's got anything he wants to say, I'd love for him to interject. Give me
1: all the good deeds. I around my phone for a moment, yeah, bro. Um, back on plan, you know, or you know, just the plan, the little plan. It's funny, um. You know, just carrying on from your observations on the Dixie, I think that trend could be confirmed, indeed, given the kind of Fed's comments today. That's where the market reacted. Kind of, the market wants to pivot. The Fed is kind of saying, "Hey, look, the economic numbers are starting to do what we want them to do: i.e., economy slowdown." There were some manufacturing index numbers out today. that were very weak. They came out before the Fed. Mm-hmm. Fed's comments only sort of weakening in manufacturing unemployment is starting to rise a little bit you know obviously more public is tech layoffs and stuff like that so they're starting to see the kind of cool off in the economy that they wanted and said we'll rise rates you know kind of progressively like you know um start to taper and stuff like that but i think the market reacted because if they don't hold this kind of general area support across multiple different indices and asset classes you know the next step down is is a big step down, and probably, you know, I believe notional value could be. So they're willing to kind of react super strongly as they have done, you know, given any opportunity throughout this kind of re- last couple of quarters. So relating that to the Dixie, yeah, that would just be, you know, if the Fed are saying, hey, we're going to slow down rate rise, so the next one could be 0.5 instead of 0.75. So, you know, that certainly would weaken the Dixie further, given that the ECB has been out this week and is saying. I believe completely misreading the misreading the situation but that they have the ability to play one with rate rises because um, the kind of residential real estate industry isn't as overvalued in Europe as it is in the US and Canada and Australia. Um, so that's given a signal that while the US might be slowing down rate rises, the EU are going to or the ECB rather are going to probably be, are yet to kind of peak with their rate in essence. So that would right. provide continuation from what you were highlighting on the Dixie. And that, like, it could be kind of, you know, my converging wave is probably, you know, the most probable thing to see before a, a step down.
0: Well, the way I see it, they're almost like a, like a, like a weighted balance. You know, uh, the Euro and the dollar are in direct competition of each other and it always seems like you know when the euro is going up the rest of the economy is also going up with you know every every other alternative currency the u.s dollar is the one you know it's essentially the tether of of
1: of traditionals yeah exactly right right and it's that because it's the default for your trade you know Yes, like if in case of nuclear war, like if you just had a app in your phone that you could just press and it converted and collateralize every asset and liquidity that you had in your life to the US dollar, it probably be the smartest thing to do. So um, seeing money come out of the US dollar is is a good thing, and that, that, that's a weakening Dixie. And that could be good for yes. X, good for crypto, whatnot. right? Exactly,
0: it's good for everything but the dollar. Which is fine. It's it's been on a tangent run for too strong. Too strong, exactly. So let it let it reset itself again. I really think that a ninety seven on the Dixie is potentially in our future. It lines up with the six one eight of the weekly, you know, it, it pushes us back into that very key level important zone of touching what was major resistance potentially now support and it gives us another higher low overall. You know, it's, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see the next six months of what's going to happen here. You know, that's a lot of time for us to potentially pick up our, pick up our boots in the rest of the space and keep trucking along, which I would love. I would love to see the 10-year bond yields crater. you know, falling back into major level, key level support of 1.8 or 1.5, like that would be best case scenario or even more so back into the below one you know 1%. I don't know if that's going to happen, you know. It's more likely that we come back to again resistance 2.4%, find support and probably take off again. But overall, I think like, you know, we've been on this massive scale. When you look at this upside, where have we seen upside like this in the past? The only other time in history that we've had this momentum and build up, look what happened. Because it was right in the get go of the whole thing of 2015 to 2017. Mm-hmm. Or what am I even monthly? Oh, I see. 1818. Is that what I'm looking at right now? I believe I am. Yeah, there's the 80s. So whatever. It was right from the get go. And look at what happened. It just, it just cratered.
1: Womp, 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 womp. So
0: some interesting thoughts, you know. Again, I don't know this. This feels completely manipulated. manipulated, Yes, with with a massive squeeze like this, you always get the opposite reaction.
1: Kind of what you want to see. If, as you kind of said there, you know, you're kind of you're trading from the dollar, you know, Mm -hmm. into everything else. Mm -hmm. I think the whole Bitcoin argument is that you're trading Bitcoin into the dollar into everything else. And bond yields going that week. I think the only way in, I think the only way that's possible with um, the U.S. government budget deficit is that they just buy their own debt, which means printer money printer goes burr, which mm-hmm. means Satoshi was even more right.
0: Absolutely,
1: I don't Absolutely. believe they have any other choice. I, you know, that's just the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future. They can't go back to austerity. That's what Powell, I think, when. if it's it, I, I actually probably saw today as a bit of a capitulation, um, a bit of a giving into the market, actually. You know, what probably, from a generational perspective, if the Fed kept on going on with 0.75s and just like, look, we'll take our pain now, I'd be better in two or three years, I think, would. But yeah, it's just. It's going to be continuation of the last ten years, I believe, except we have this excess momentum of debt from the COVID period to kind of make everything a little bit more acute. But how that relates to crypto, I think it's you know if um yeah you know here into crypto kind of spiritually, I think it's a good thing.
0: Absolutely. Um, to kind of dive into your question, Oli, I mean, it depends on what we're you know time frame we're looking at here. We can get daily. You see back up as of today or tomorrow, then yeah, I would say within the next couple days, maybe day or two, we're probably targeting 18. It's probably going to be a little bit lower than 18. Don't ever shoot for, you know, round numbers. Shoot for 17,800, 17,835, even better. You know, the next level from that is probably going to be just under 19, 18,840 or 18,800 and whatever. I think we're shooting for somewhere of resistance in this region. So 18500 all the way up to 18900 in the midterm. So that's, that's where I'd be setting my take profits. would be up in here as long as we get full confirmation of bounce and TC and everything. We've already got 16 hour on our side. As far as the short terms go, uh, what you didn't hear me talk about was that potentially the hourly may see some sort of short-term pushback, maybe $100, $200, 300 maybe a little bit more. Um, as long as we get a higher low overall, we don't change market structure or anything like that. We may end up actually pushing through the bearish divergence, pushing all the way up to $17,500 1st and then coming back to maybe 17 k for the 382 retouch, and then move the market structure line up into that next region and do it again. So... You know as far as short terms go, you may see some sort of something over tonight. We do have when we push ourselves down into the 15 minute there is some bearish divergence going on here between these last two highs. but at the same time, it's a it's a you know a good amount of volume also coming in and the midterms and all the way up into daily are pulling us up, especially if daily TC's again today, you know it may not allow those very short term time frames to gain enough momentum to actually pull us down until we hit some sort of significant level. So just be aware of that. We should see continuation over the next week or two or even longer. We are very much, if you look at BBWP right now on daily, we're only at 9%. That's a lot of room to go, essentially, to fill it, to hit 100%. Um, As far as ETH goes, ETH kind of pulling the lead here. You know, we could be looking back up into at least 1400, 1600. It all depends. The chart's a little bit different. Obviously, if we don't take into account any of this, daily, daily. Yeah, if we don't take into account any of this bounce and we just look at drop, um, I would say that the resistance is even actually closer to 1780, of depending on where we are, price and everything for that more key level resistance. But we got, we got this whole middle zone. Until we're above 1,500, you know, we're still technically in the middle. There's the 618 right above us at 1,350. That's probably going to be an area of, you know, conflict. But this whole kind of zone here in the middle between 1,300 and 1,500 is going to be thick and hard to step through. Once we're through it, it's going to be pretty easy to push ourselves all the way back up potentially to the top of the cha- of the the flag or the channel or whatever that may be. And then we have a much more significant E-level trend. Now resistance. Turn this red. Go to a higher time frame and see why it's more significant. Because we've got three significant touches and breaks of this level. Makes any sense. So yes. Interesting stuff. Pretty much so we can see that we're continuing to squeeze. We're coming to the end of this at some point soon. If money flow completely turns up in the three day and the weekly, we're looking quite good at these current levels to now potentially turn this, what's been downtrend for a year straight. When you think about it, this started in November. And if it's ending in November, you know, that's uh, just one more thing. One more piece of confluence. These things always tend to work out in fractals. So we'll see. We'll see. Look at this. This was right before November. This was right around December. Mm, Like, you know, this was probably a year and two months, three months. But we're right in that one year level, time frame wise. We'll have to see how we go. All right, my friends. As always, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. Uh, Hopefully you're enjoying your weeks. Hopefully you guys paid attention and what was going on uh, to what we've been talking about since Friday of last week. And, of course, as always, make sure you head over to tripleconfirmation.com. There's been some really exciting updates uh, put on the website. Jonas has been working very hard to make it look perfectly perfect and awesome. Um, New information on the wiki about the Vesting Plus. You guys can get all the details there. And with that all being said, again, appreciate you guys taking the time. Make sure you have a great rest of your day. Take care. Bye-bye.